Hey everybody, welcome to the second episode of the DBMK podcast. In this episode, we talk about bodybuilding and powerlifting training and how they can benefit from one another. I uh, just want to apologize for ending so abruptly, but we did want to ask a question of the day. Do you think a powerlifter could benefit from training more like a bodybuilder or vice versa? Right now, our podcast is available on Spotify and YouTube, um, and we plan to do a weekly episode every month releasing every monday so if you have any recommendations or things you want to hear us talk about let us know and we will do our best to make a topic in the near future because right now we have about 50 40 to 50 different ideas of things that we want to talk about in ways to bring you guys value all right hope you enjoy so today we wanted to talk about like is bodybuilding and powerlifting training that different Mm -hmm. and um like just out of like initially you'd think yes mm-hmm. you know like immediately you'd be like oh yeah they totally. train completely different yeah. but should it be that different mm-hmm. I I think bodybuilders can benefit from training like a powerlifter and having a powerlifter's mentality during training because I've seen far too often bodybuilders are it's ironic in the sport because your main goal is to put on as much muscle as possible and then if you're a competitor you basically diet down to peel off the layers to show it and I think training wise people go into it thinking okay I'm gonna do these hamstring curls in order to look good on stage and okay I'm gonna do these hamstring curls because I want nice hamstrings versus if you're doing a deadlift as a power lifter you're wanting to do it to increase the numbers and so if you're doing it as a bodybuilder it's almost like getting it out of you the way should, like, okay I did my three sets you're not sets. focused as much as the number really and pushing yourself in that sense you're more focused on like how it's gonna affect your body or and like feeling the it. comp yeah and feeling it and I think that you kind of if you get lost in just enjoying training and like having the mentality of a powerlifter and putting as much weight as you can on the bar and just seeing your performance more so increase rather than like how you're looking yeah over time i think that's when you can benefit the most from it yeah it's pretty funny like a few years ago like the power building programs Mm -hmm. got popular yeah and if you think about it i mean a lot of the gimmicky ones is terrible but like power building is like actually good programming yeah. so you're getting stronger in the main movement as long as you're programming it to not intelligently yeah because you can overdo it for sure if you're yeah. doing if you just think okay yeah it's going to be body building and power lifting in mm-hmm. one thing like you can only do so much so as long as it's programmed well then yeah, i think it's a great in the research shows like if volume is equated it doesn't really matter whether you do triples Mm -hmm. fives tens or fifteens yeah but bodybuilders are smart because they some some of them are smart because they they'll um do like they don't have to do as many sets of 10 to 12 you Mm -hmm. know that's like the magic hyperbole range which there's nothing magic about it if i did like five sets of triples and got the same amount of volume Volume. well i'd need to get probably 10 sets triples Mm -hmm. to get two sets of 15 or three sets of 10 you know it just takes a lot longer right yeah but the stimulus probably wouldn't be that much different Mm -hmm. and i think too 
a lot of girls kind of, it's intimidating at first, just like getting under a barbell and learning the movements. And I think a lot of girls will just kind of gravitate to machines and just bodybuilding movements first. And it might take, like it took me a good two years before I started actually using the barbell. And that was when I made the most progress was as soon as I picked it up, like everything just, and this was a few years into training already. So like, it's just, it, they're the best movements in my opinion, compound movements. Um, I love them more too, because I think I get the most out of them mentally. But it's hard like for anyone who like, doesn't know much about it, mm -hmm. they find the people with 300 to 1.5 million followers on Instagram like, yeah. oh my god, they're doing a, a banded yeah. glued ham raise <laughs> with a, you know, with like a 10 second yeah. hold at the top. It's like, the that's much more like gravitating to people who mm -hmm. don't know any better. Yeah. And, and I get it too. Yeah, you know, like, I get it. And it's just like, <laughs> it's like, oh, frustrating kind of though. It's, yeah. But it's definitely frustrating when you've been, you've experienced like, getting under a bar for the first time and then seeing the progress you've made and then you want to like tell everyone about it and then you see this stuff like people trying to be different and it's like that's not like it makes me sad almost to see that because it's just steering people who don't know any better in a worse direction not worse but like it's not gonna help you so i mean and especially so i was watching an instagram video with dan too of this girl who was doing like these weird like hamstring curl things on a ball and just like you're intimidated to go to the gym anyways when you're first starting out and to have like videos like oh yeah this is an excellent hamstring like exercise for a beginner or whatever it's like do you think you really want to do like, that I when you're first starting get, out I, I couldn't even couldn't do like a split squat comfortably in front of people for a while because yeah you just like the balance and everything i don't know i wouldn't go for that and like i still wouldn't <laughs> but yeah well it's like it's much much more sexy to like do like the do different to do different yeah. things and confuse the muscle mm -hmm. which drives me absolutely crazy you can't confuse your muscles sorry but, mm -hmm. but it's like the boring consistent things over time is yeah. what leads to results mm -hmm. and that's why i say like focusing on your performance, especially with the big three. Mm -hmm. um, if you just... And you don't need to do the big three. You can right. do yeah. an incline press. You can, yeah. you can do... I wouldn't probably do a decline But press. I think movements that require your form to be on point and you can't go to failure almost, um, I think those can be the best to practice because it's like you need to have you need to be paying attention more to like the little details of it like okay when i'm deadlifting my chest needs to be up this this blah blah, blah. instead of okay i'm gonna curl and then it's gonna hurt and then i'm gonna stop mm -hmm. like i love compound lifts because i don't know i just feel like i focus on my form so much that what I even is failure at a compound you know what i mean like a yeah, powerlifting failure is much different, different. than bodybuilding yeah, yeah. like a powerlifting failure is like finish the rep okay can't get any more yeah like, uh, that was a 9 rp mm -hmm. or a 10 rp it's like or it's like a real grinder mm -hmm. a bodybuilding one would be like a grinder yeah so like i'm gonna do one more <laughs> yeah, I, know. I gotta look good <laughs> on stage yeah which could actually hurt volume mm -hmm. you know so i think i mean 
for me, like, I don't know how bodybuilders can do it. Like, they get hyped up for a set of curls. Like, I can't, I literally can't do it. Like, there's something about, like, being under a barbell for a squat that's like, yeah. oh, this, you know, like, this is like, this could crush me. In, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I'm just gonna, like, hopefully I've practiced enough to be able mm -hmm. to do this. Yeah. But for uh, a set of curls, like, you know, it's like, this is my fourth set. Like, yeah. When I was in prep, too, that's what helped me was doing as much as I could get them in until, like, I had to take them out, like, compound lifts kept me kind of, it kept my training exciting, too, because I knew, like, okay, I'm not gonna do, like, a nine with this, but I can really focus on, like, just perfecting my form and, like, making sure that every rep was of quality versus, like, I, so I'd do that, and then I'd get to my isolation movements, and I'd be, like, taxed already, but I knew I'd just, like, push through them. You got the most out of it. Yeah. How far out from your uh, competition did you drop? I dropped deadlifts, I want to say. So I, I was deadlifting twice a week at the beginning of prep, and then a couple months in, we decided it wasn't best to do that, so we dropped it to once per week, and then... Why, why did you drop? Because to, you were recovering? I wasn't recovering as well, so we decided to do that and that I could get my volume in from other things. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so I was doing four days a week training, two up or two lower, and then um, and I want to say... And both of those say, days were deadlift days? Yeah. And did you squat on one of them too? I squatted, um, yeah. And then deadlifted? I did, I did deadlift second, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I was like three months out. And you dropped. And I dropped to deadlifts. One, one day of deadlift. No, I dropped. Or six months completely. out, you dropped to one time per week from going for, to two. Yeah. And then three months out, you just dropped them completely. Yeah. What did you do instead? I did like leg presses and um, what else did I do? RDLs, basically everything but deadlifts, and I kept my squats in until like, I think it was like a month out. Oh wow. Yeah, because I just, I didn't go crazy heavy and I knew that I liked them, so, mm -hmm. but. And instead of benching, you did like an overhead press or something? Yeah, so on my upper days I do overhead press and then I do the lat pull down, um, like, I don't know what it's called, it's a machine, but it's like free, like you can do it single arm too, and I, much prefer that over a like bar with the lat pull down because it the range of motion it's a little bit different um so i did that and then i do a row and then just lateral raises and biceps and triceps but i also think now so should i talk about like training now how i'm kind of doing it yeah. So I thought two upper days for me now because I want to get more volume in. I'm thinking that I'm going to go from two to three because when I do my upper days, <laughs> if it's twice per week, I feel like my isolation movements are kind of being neglected because I'm so taxed from everything else. And like um, my other movements are like an overhead press and like really heavy rows it gets your rear delts and your biceps without even targeting them completely so I'm adding in an extra day of kind of fluff work to work on my isolation work and then I also want to grow my shoulders so I'm thinking that would be smarter so um, 
Should we say like? So you're you're basically you right now you have you have one deadlift day, mm -hmm. one squat day. Yep. Or two squat days. Depending, it depends. I'll either squat or do a leg press. But I I'm thinking of doing squats. Twice. Twice. Yeah. And you'll have like a higher volume day and then like a strength day, or will you? For upper. What's that? Lower. For upper. No, I kind of have like two lower. Yeah, so I have two lower that I like to go heavy, and then one kind of fluffy, like one where I can put in more like seated hamstring curls, like a leg press, and like. But you'll still squat first. Yeah. 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 But I'm, I'm asking like for your squats, do you have one day that's like higher volume than one lower volume day? Yeah, yeah. I don't, because I don't want to do, like one will be like fives and one will be like sevens or something, yeah. So it's like a daily undulated periodization. Yeah, just and like, I just squatted for the, <laughs> for the first time in a while after doing deadlifts yesterday and it felt really good and I was warmed up. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking maybe of switching things around. This is what happens when you're <laughs> when you need a certain amount of volume. You're like, hmm, what can I put where? But yeah, and then um, three upper days, so I'm not as taxed for my isolation movements. And at the same time too, like I totally I'll squat, bench, and deadlift on Monday. To them, uh, that's this time I was benching three days a week, squatting twice a week, deadlifting twice a week, mm -hmm. just so it's like okay, I can have like three or four days before I have to deadlift and squat again. Yeah. Two days before I have to bench. Just yeah. So saves time too, and I can do my fluff work the next day, which exactly. won't impair too much. Mm -hmm. The problem is the time it takes to yeah. warm up and do all the <laughs> But for us, stuff. it's not an issue. Yeah, we love it. It is what it is. But um, yeah, I think more bodybuilders need to take that from powerlifting, mm -hmm. and I think powerlifters kind of need to take like to do accessory and hypertrophy movements for powerlifting. Yeah, you know because I mean? we were just saying like if you're just benching and you never do a back movement like yeah you're gonna have some you, shoulders you're gonna mess something. yourself up because you're not gonna be even it's like anything like with training abs like everyone rolls their eyes but if you're training your back and stuff you need to kind of even yeah right. yeah and it's and i think accessories like could help a power lifter too like mm -hmm. like obviously like you said having a big back would probably help with bench yeah. too like mm -hmm. just by product because I don't know if you've seen my videos, like you when totally I bench, my, my lats flare I up. I know. Like weirdly, like <laughs> maybe I'm using too much back in my bench, but. Probably. Um, but so I don't think. You're strong, strongest muscle, in my opinion, but yeah. But I I think like, then like some powerlifters get too much into accessories from like. Mm. Um, <laughs> you. Honestly, <laughs> maybe. It's like, yeah. Seriously. You're a bodybuilder. And it takes me like just, it's like a one to one ratio of mm -hmm. power lifting. But like, the thing is with you is he can recover from that. Mm -hmm. I, if I were to do what he did, it'd be gone for like a week. And that's another thing, too. I don't know what it is, but I'm like at my maintenance weight now and I'm still not recovering like 100% as well as I was before my prep and so I'm thinking like my prep had to do with that and just the extremities of it mm -hmm. I think my body's still recovering what do you think about that I don't know maybe yeah, yeah. could just be like you said weren't you bringing like your main movements so like your squats that's, your deadlifts yeah I was doing five, too much volume too sets. so that's probably yeah. mm -hmm. but I mean 
you get more out of it. Mm -hmm. Like the four, even if you just did squats and deadlifts and mm -hmm. went home, you know, yeah. it's like, does like the isolation stuff really do that much? Mm -hmm. You know, like four sets of 15 on hamstring curls. It's like, after you've squatted and deadlifted, like maybe you get something out of the first two sets, mm -hmm. three sets, but like. But like pushing four and five yeah. is like not ideal. Yeah, but maybe it, maybe it is a good idea to do like even one set to failure to recruit all the high threshold mm -hmm. water units. You know, like mm -hmm. recruit all the muscle fibers and be like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Because then it's like, you know, I really don't know how much you can really get out of it. But what I was saying is like a lot of powerlifters do too much accessory movements. Like I'm not even talking about like hypertrophy movements like I do. I do a lot yeah. of curls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, like, but what they're doing is like a bunch of good mornings. You know, they'll have like, mm. they'll squat once a week and then the next week they'll do like a good morning or something. Like yeah, they'll skip will... a week, or, you know, like, or they'll leg press or something. They're like not specific enough. Okay. So. You see that with like um, the West Side guys, I know, but they're all on gear and stuff, so they yeah, could squat. So they can. Do they could squat every m once a month and like build on their squat, yeah. which is crazy. God. But you'd see like even USAPL guys doing like a squat, and then they'll want to like switch things up too much, like do a leg press or hack squat and stuff. It's like okay, okay maybe. Do you think that's beneficial at all? I think to a certain point, you know, like, maybe you'll get more out of just doing more squats. Yeah. You know what I mean? But from a mental standpoint, you think it, because if I were a power lifter and I was doing the big three, like, I'd get bored. Mm -hmm. I feel like. Oh, so you'd want to So I'm, I wonder if they do that just to switch it up mentally almost, like, because they love training, but mm -hmm. they also just wanted something different. Mm -hmm. I wonder. It depends. If you're doing four sets of squats and three back offsets that's like mm -hmm. seven you know you're done you, yeah. you can go do something else yeah and i don't necessarily think it's going to help you too mm -hmm. much unless you're just trying to get more volume in mm -hmm. which is it even necessary yeah. you know because i don't think it wouldn't help you you know the, the evidence kind of shows you need like at least 10 sets per muscle group mm -hmm. but everything has diminishing return you know the inverted yeah. u so everything yeah. has in like you know, like if you do too much, you're not going to recover for your next time you squat or you deadlift the next yeah. day. So then it's like, okay, you're not going to make much, you're not going to adapt to it. Yeah. You you know, like it's like Isertel's maximum, maximum recoverable volume. Do you think people who are just starting out can be powerlifters? I think they should do the powerlifting movements. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you can see people like who are just naturally strong. Like, yeah. So yeah, I think. Because I... I see a lot of people who are bodybuilders, they compete and then they need some goal that's not having to do with their body and so they go to powerlifting. Yeah, I think that's smart. Do you agree with that though? I do. I think because I don't think it would necessarily help a competitive bodybuilder in their off season. So I think... I don't think it would be optimal, <laughs> but I think it would help them from a mental standpoint so I don't know I think the mental is enough you know like I don't like mm -hmm. I was, we were talking about the other day I think if a bodybuilder gets stronger in the squat in the 6 to 12 range mm -hmm. I think that's a good indication that they put muscle on yeah but like if they're increased their one rep max yeah I think I mean there's probably a good indication that they're doing something right maybe yeah. they're just getting better at yeah. the squat, <laughs> you know neurologically better yeah. but um 
Yeah, I think I think I don't think it's a bad idea. It's something to train for because it's mm -hmm. like bodybuilders are, you know, like that's one good thing about it. The mental aspect, yeah. like you said, like how how do you get fired up for curls? Like, right. <laughs> you know, when you're like cuddly, you're like can't feel your vein. You're like, oh my god, what am I doing? But like, right I think now? that's the issue is a lot of people who compete will then kind of post show be like, is that really why I started this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'll need. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. kind of. I get it. Like they realize something. that oh shit, maybe I did do this for the wrong reasons and didn't really think of it until now I'm here and I'm not even enjoying my training anymore because I don't look good. Yeah. That's why I preach like the performance is everything because it's like, well, what are you gonna do after your show and you're not looking how you did on stage or like even close to it at some some real bodybuilders like you don't. You need to be that type type A personality. You need to love training. You need to love eating. It's just ironic. You need to be super regimented. You need to want to sleep. You know, you, yeah. you have to do everything. And that's why I think, like, I don't think you necessarily need to be like, oh, I'm a bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. I do this prep. Mm -hmm. I compete. I get on stage in my underwear, and then <laughs> next day I'm put trying on singlets. You know, yeah. googling. Yeah. You know, like, I think like I'm a. I'm a, I'm a bodybuilder mm -hmm. who wants to be progressive with training. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And a way to be progressive in training is to focus on the big movements. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, even with chest press, they're like leg extensions I talk about. It's like, how are you, like, okay, I'll get stronger in them, but like, like, not like once a month, maybe I'll add five mm -hmm. pounds, if that, or yeah. anything, like the micro plates. That's like, the thing, too, is. It's a it's it a great stops. way to gauge progress. Like, yeah. You know, like the, po the power lifts, because yeah. like, okay, if you. It's more interesting if you're sick of doing isolation stuff because it's like when you're advanced too, it's like you're not going to be seeing like ten pound increases mm -hmm. unless you're coming off a show and your leverages are changing. Like, like you. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not gonna. Oh my god, it was crazy. <laughs> now it's kind of leveling out. And you're wondering why you weren't recovering. Like, I know. I don't know what's going on. I'm adding sets. I'm adding like twenty pounds to every movement. Because it's like on? you put on weight and it feels fine until you're like the next day oh my god i'm not recovering from this mm -hmm. but but i think just like i don't think it's a bad thing though no to like no. want to it's another thing like you don't know until you try and you fail <laughs> and then you're like okay i can't do that mm -hmm. like you have to just see it's all from experience mm -hmm. so but yeah i think i don't think it's a bad idea in the off season to focus on power mm -hmm. or like you know you need to eat and I think powerlifters should kind like of eat more nutrition. like, yeah. yeah, or at least like getting some protein. What do you see like the most, not most common, but the worst thing that kind of like irks uh, you about powerlifters nutrition? Oh my God. Like not even eating protein consistently or what do you think? Or they eat too much? Think, yeah, I think like. <laughs> thinking like. Thinking all like, this oh, stuff's gonna you know, go I'm straight to training. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm good. I just finished training. You know, um, I need to go eat two Chipotle burritos. Yeah. It's like, no, you really don't, but... Or it's like someone told me before, like, oh, you shouldn't um, squat, bench, and deadlift in one session. You know, you haven't eaten enough. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. Yeah, you're fine. You know, it's not <laughs> like... It, training doesn't burn as many calories as people mm. wished it did. Especially yeah. doing power, power movements. I'm doing triples. Like, mm -hmm. and if it's you're, demanding, but it's not like... 
Yeah. I'll need like a huge sum of calories yeah. to get through it. Same with cardio too. People think they can offset their bad diet with compensating with cardio and it doesn't, you're running yourself into the ground if your nutrition's not on point and then you're just, you're replacing some of your lifts with more cardio. Luckily, it's like, luckily power lifters don't do cardio. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and that's the other thing too. Do you